Okay. Uh, so let's turn to Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. And uh, we'll read from verse 1 to 28. 1 to 28. Okay. In Iconium, they entered the synagogue of the Jews together and spoke in such a way that a large number of people believed, both of Jews and of Greeks. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brothers. Therefore they spent a long time there, speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of His grace, granting that signs and wonders be performed by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, and some sided with the Jews, while others with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to treat them abusively and to stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lyconia, Lystra, and Derb, and the surrounding region, and there they continued to preach the gospel. In Lystra, a man was sitting whose feet were incapacitated. He had been disabled from his mother's womb and had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke. Paul looked at him intently and saw that he had faith to be made well. And he said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And the man leaped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they raised their voice saying in Lyconian language, The gods have become like men and have come down to us. And they began calling Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, since he was the chief speaker. Moreover, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when apostles Barnabas and Paul heard about it, they tore their robes and rushed out into the crowd, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? Why are also men of the same nature as you preaching the gospel to you? We are also of the same nature as you preaching the gospel to you to turn from these useless things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. In past generations, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, yet he did not leave him without witness and that he did not go, that, that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. And even by saying these things, only with difficulty did they restrain the crowds from offering sacrifices to them. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking that he was dead. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derb, and after that, after they had preached the gospel to that city and had made good, a good number of disciples, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying, It is through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia. From there... Sounds like a bunch of bakeries to me. Oh, sounds like... Man. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been entrusted to grace of God for the work they had accomplished. When they had arrived and gathered the church together, they began to report all the things that God had done with them, and how He had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles, and they spent a long time with the disciples. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Well, the first thing I want to say is congratulations. You guys made it. You guys made it to the finish line, to the last EMP of the 21-day fast. 
And so just give yourselves a, a congratulations. I wish I could hug you all and pat you on the back and, and, then, and then, you know, go out for steaks. But you still have one more day. You still have Saturday. Um, just a reminder, uh, please do not break your fast Saturday night. I know technically, you know, if you count the hours and minutes, you know, you, you can break the fast Saturday 12.01 going into Sunday. Um, but I ask that you reserve the breaking of your fast to be done communally with your church. And that will be Sunday morning. Sunday morning at church, uh, 10 a.m., we will be serving uh, communion for those of you who can come physically. For those of you who can't come physically, uh, uh, you know, please prepare communion at home and take that together with the church. I do believe there's something special as a bond you know, in the spirit communally to come together and uh, uh, you know, break fast together. So please do that. And then after church, yeah, it's going to be a glorious day. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I was sitting here and I was, I was just so happy. I was like, man, this is awesome. Uh, uh, and so, you know, it's true, you know, uh, uh, suffering and abstinence and all those things, uh, uh, um, you know, delayed gratification, all those things. And then especially coupled that in with spiritually and, and for the kingdom and for God. Man, it just, it just makes for, for an awesome time. Um, okay, so we're in Acts chapter 14. If you haven't, uh, if you just get in here, we're in Acts chapter 14, continuing on. And uh, let's say hi to uh, Christine and Esther, first time since their quarantine. And uh, also John and Elaine, first time, they just got a quarantine. And then uh, Stan's back from Cambodia, so really fantastic to see these uh, wonderful faces. Um, okay, so the first thing I want to mention this morning is about uh, verse 3. And it says that they spent, they spent time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord. Say reliance upon the Lord. Can you repeat that after me? Reliance upon the Lord. Okay. And then it says that signs and wonders were being performed by their hands. People were being healed. And then they were uh, uh, presenting the gospel and people were being saved. And so here's a phrase you may or may not have heard before. Uh, uh, proclamation and demonstration. Proclamation and demonstration, right? We don't just simply tell people about the gospel. There must also be a, not only a proclamation of the good news, but there must also be a demonstration of the good news. If you have a platform, if you have an opportunity, if God coordinates and, and there's an opportunity for you to pray for someone, there's an opportunity for you to step out in faith and, and, and pray boldly or, or prophetically or pray for healing... You certainly do that. When people, you know, I, I love how Francis Chan says, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, you can say all these things or you can just pray for them and God can answer that prayer and then they'd have an undeniable encounter and experience with God. And so it's not enough for us just to proclaim, just to give a word, just to give a message, just say good things about God. There also, also needs to be a demonstration. And so, uh, uh, you know, you can think of that in two ways. And again, here at Solomon's Porch, we believe in the prophetic. We believe in the modern day ministry of the Holy Spirit. So you can pray boldly. You, you leave it up to God if it's His timing, if it's will. But you can pray boldly and, and ask people to pray with you and take a step of faith and, 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 you know, in the supernatural. But also, this is something all of us can do just in the way we live. 
you know, demonst- you know to, to speak one thing in the gospel, but then to live totally contrary to that totally nullifies your witness. And so demonstration would also include the way you live your life, the way you spend your time, the way you uh, uh, value things, the way you treat people. Uh, and, and some of these things, I talked about it you know, uh, you know, last week, you know, the fact that you can serve and sacrifice in the church, the fact that you can give you know, 10% or tithes or love offerings, the fact that you can forgive someone, these are all demonstrations of the power of God. This is the power of God. This is supernatural in a world that we live in today. And so there must always be not just proclamation, but there must also be demonstration. And especially when the power of God and the Spirit of God, when we rely boldly, when we speak boldly and rely boldly on the power of the Lord, God will begin to do amazing things. He'll see your faith. He'll see, wow, you guys really believe I can do these things. Man, the way you speak, the way you carry yourself, the things that you say, man, you're right, I can do these things. And God is looking all over Singapore, all over Solomon's porch for men and women who believe in God in that way and who are willing to step out in faith and make that type of uh, both declaration and, uh, uh, sorry, demonstration and proclamation. Okay? Um, uh, turn to verse 8. In Lystra, a man was sitting whose feet were incapacitated. He had been disabled from his mother's room from birth and had never walked. This man was listening to Paul's as he spoke, Paul looked at him intently and saw that he had, he, had, he had faith to be made well. Saw that he had faith to be made well. What, what does this mean? What does it mean that Paul, Paul, Paul looked out into the crowd and he's, he's giving this message and everyone's hearing it. But it sounds like as he's giving this message that there was one or two people who... What does he say? He says he saw that he had faith to be made well. Uh, uh, what is he talking about? Like, was, was something like glowing over him? Was, was there like a you know, Holy Spirit tongue of fire? You know, was there a prompting? Uh, uh, and, I, and I'll tell you a little uh, secret, right? Uh, you know, if like a, you know, a, a, a secret of the trade, so to say, in ministry. Uh, and, I've, and, I've, and, I've, and I used to wonder this. I would go to... Uh, uh, you know, Holy Spirit-led conferences with prof- incredibly, incredibly out-of-this-world, world-class prophetic speakers, uh, 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 you know, gift of healing. People would get healed on the spot. And they would be preaching, and they would be building up a message of faith, and then they would see, and out, out of random, they would just call people out. Like you back there you know, in, the, in the white jacket, you in, in, the, in the pink shirt. You know, I just, I just see the Holy Spirit all over you, working on you. And I, and I always wonder, like, how, how did you see that? Uh, and then I would ask them, and then I would reflect, and then, and then kind of put it in context. And I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's actually no secret at all. It's countenance. It's countenance. It's how you carry yourself. Um, you know, uh, uh, for all our lay preachers and speakers, from, from this vantage point, right, you can tell a lot... Uh, from, from people simply from their body language. You, you guys know, you guys have heard this, I'm sure. Communication verbally, right? If you're talking with someone face-to-face, that 80% of the communication is actually non-verbal. It's, it's body language. Have you guys heard of that? Right? So you could be saying something verbally, but depending on your expression and, and your body language, you could, you could say one thing, but totally you know, you know, mean or believe another thing. Does that make sense? And so when, when, when we're preaching, when a preacher is preaching or what Paul's talking about, is there someone 
as the message is being given, sitting on the edge of their seats, eyes wide open, heart almost like bursting out. Like it's almost like pick me. It's like it's almost like, yeah, I believe. There's a certain countenance versus the, the opposite or counter countenance, you know, of, of uh, uh, you know, not, not being maybe emotionally ready, not, not maybe being spiritually connected. Maybe the mind is somewhere else. Maybe, maybe you're tired. Maybe, maybe you're still upset. Maybe there's unforgiveness. And, and, and so body language, countenance, all that, uh, uh, it, it, you know, and then the leading of the spirit uh, uh, really says a lot. It's posture. It's attitude. You know, if you've ever had a, a child, uh, uh, you know, entitled, and you say, no, that's not how you ask for this treat. You got to say please, and you have to say thank you. Okay, please. You know, and then, and then you're like, you're so upset. You don't even want to give them the blessing. You don't want to give them the treat. And so, so countenance and posture is everything. And you know, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Every time the Word of God is opened up, every time you come into your house church, Every time, no matter who the speaker is on a Sunday, if our hearts are hungry and our, our, our primary intent is to meet with God, God will meet with you. Think about that for a second. If you want to meet with God, God will meet with you. And so then it's imperative that the beginning of any gathering, the, 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 you know, even coming before the scriptures uh, on your own individually, you know, versus a task or a responsibility, or if I don't do this, something bad might happen, versus like, God, I'm here, I'm, I'm hungry for you, God, I, I, I need more of you, I, I want more of you. And in any and every context, um, God sees our hearts, God sees our postures, God sees our faith. And so sometimes, you know, I think we're not even aware Sometimes I'm, I think, you know, uh, uh, you know, we have to be intentional. You know, we have to come in and intentionally to ourselves say, Lord, I'm here for you. I'm not here for any other obligations. I'm not here for any other uh, requirements. Lord, I came here because I want to meet with you. Lord, here's another, uh, another word I say all the time. Here's something that's really helpful. Lord, I believe you have a word for me today. Lord, I believe that you have a word for me today, specifically for me, through the speaker, through the message, through the word. God, I believe that there's something that you want to bring revelation to me that is applicable to me today, regardless of what the preacher, you know, the main points. God, I believe that through the message, through the conveying of the Holy Spirit, that there's something that you want to highlight in me through the message. And with that type of approach and that type of hunger, God is, God is looking from heaven and saying, man, look at... Man, uh, 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 I see that you have faith to be healed. I see the Holy Spirit moving in your heart. And so sometimes the hardest thing to do is just to prepare our hearts and get into a place uh, uh, you know, where we can receive. You know, uh, we, we can go through such motions in the church. You know, we can go through such uh, uh, familiarity in the church. And so really, I just charge you and challenge you, you know, every time you come to house church, Every time you come to EMP, you know, after today, uh, you know, on a weekly basis, we meet on Wednesday, 7 a.m. here also, or actually in the SB office, which is a uh, first room, or it's just down the hall. Uh, and so, you know, every time you come on Sundays, every time you gather in your account, you just absolutely believe that God, that Jesus, the Spirit wants to meet with you and that He has something for you. He has a revelation for you. Uh, um, 
And, and God is delighted. God is delighted to meet with you. God is delighted to give you a word. God is delighted to give you a word for someone else. God is delighted to give a word for the group and, uh, and just bless you in that way and, and, and fill you in that way and lead you in that way. Okay, uh, verse 15. And then I'll wrap up with this. Uh, so they, they, they pray. This person gets healed. Uh, the people attribute them as gods, as Zeus and Hermes. Uh, the, the, the temple priest brings out animals they want to sacrifice. And they're about to go full on worship uh, to these men. They're about to give them all the glory, all the credit, all the acclaim. And the only way Paul and Barnabas know how to show them that they're simply uh, uh, men like them is, is, they, is, is they tear their clothes. It's a custom. They're, they're nobody. They're just humans. Look, we're, we're just like you. Uh, there's nothing special about us. Um, it's dangerous, guys. It's dangerous. And it, and it always starts small. It never starts big. It never starts with like, you know, I want to be in the top position and have, you know, all the acclaim and, 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 and all the attention. It never starts like that. It always starts small, right? It's dangerous to take credit even for the little things. And, 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 and we see it all the time and, and, and it breaks my heart. You know, I, I see it. I, I wish I didn't have to say this, but I see it all the time. You know, whether in Singapore, whether in Beijing, whether in Hong Kong, whether in my church in Los Angeles, it always happens. People come and they seek guidance and they pray and they're contending and I pray for them and it's just like the most difficult season of their life and, and they're praying and they're seeking God, crying out, they're desperate for God. And then God answers their prayer and I, and I just don't get it. Like, like, like. A, a season later, which feels like a blink later, it's like they don't even go to church. Like they completely abandon their faith. They, they don't even acknowledge that the answered prayer that God has blessed them with, that they were crying and desperate and hungry for. And, and, I, and I, it just breaks my heart and, and I don't get it. And, and it happens all the time. And, and, and if we're not careful, you know, to, for every little blessing, for every little contribution, favor of God. Man, count your blessings, yes. But every time God answers a prayer, say, God, this is only because of you. And because it's only because of you, and because I know that it's only because of you, I dedicate it to you. God, I give you all the glory. And that's why you have to testify. Because something happens, a blessing, and outwardly it just seems like, oh wow, you just have your stuff together. But actually you know that God is the one who blessed you. You have to go up and testify. You, ha you have to tell somebody. You have to give credit. You have to give glory to God. Even the little things. You know, cultivate that into your, into your marriage. Cultivate that into your friendship. Cultivate that into your house. Guys, guys, you know, I, I know this, it's not a big deal. It may not seem, but I just got to tell you, man, I, you know, God really blessed me this week. And I just need to testify. I need to give Him glory. I need to give God the credit. I need to point uh, to God. And if we don't, we just get to this place where all of a sudden we think everything just happens because we made the right choices, because, because of luck and things like that. And, and, and friends, church, don't do that. Um, you know, uh, uh, on, the same, on the same token, uh, flip side, um, you know, I did want to mention this. When things don't work out your way, uh, when things... You know, maybe, maybe you did something or you said something and you regret it. 
uh, and you're and you're and you're you know you're quite. We, I think we can be quite harsh on ourselves. We can be quite uh, negative to ourselves, and 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 sometimes I think you know we come to church and you know we don't have a, or, or we're just you know it's the daily grind. We're just we're just getting through the week, and sometimes you know we're just not in the right mood or mode, and and I think sometimes some of it has to do with you know our perception of self, you know. Uh, uh, oh come on, Sam! You could do better. Oh come on, Sam! You're you're better than that. And then, you know, we say those things, and where are those thoughts coming from? And, and they're probably seated in the enemy. But it's a, it's a dual-sided. It's also if we think that of ourselves, we probably think to some regard that God thinks that way towards us. Does that make sense? Because no matter what you thought about yourself, think about this: if you knew God loved you and had favor, it would change how you thought about yourself, right? Right? No matter what you thought about yourself, if, if, if God said, no, that's not you, you're loved, you're blessed, man, you're favored, you know, walk out today like that, you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loved, I'm blessed, I'm favored, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in that. And so there is some of, there's this like trickery or, 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 or you know, schemes of the enemy where, you know, he's putting these thoughts in our minds, we're consuming these thoughts and we're like, oh yeah, we're not, nothing like that, you know, we're just, oh, I could do better and we're quite critical of ourselves and we don't realize that by saying these things over ourselves in some way that we're somehow attributing that, you know, subconsciously or maybe we don't, you know, clear, but like that maybe God thinks that way and so we, we're, we're quite, you know, our, our, our can sometimes be our, our, our worst handicap. We, we, we can, you know, uh, uh, you know, put ourselves down quite, quite a bit and, and I just want to say this, um, one, for all the good things, give credit to God, give glory to God, but also for the mistakes that you've made and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, some of the things that you wish you could do differently uh, or, or take back. I, I would also say don't take yourself so seriously, right? You know, be gracious, right? Be forgiving over yourself, uh, um, you, know, uh, uh, um, you know, laugh it off, move on, say, yeah, I, you know, God, God's going to give me strength. I, I, you know, I, I can be better tomorrow. I'm going to be better tomorrow. Right? And have that faith and have that belief. Be gracious to yourself. Um, the last thing, and then I'll close. Um, Paul gets stoned for, for you know, uh, it, was a, it was a death attempt. They tried to kill him uh, for, for presenting the gospel. Um, I think they thought he was dead. Yeah, thinking that he was dead. So they, they, they threw stones at him uh, to the point where they thought he was dead. And then he gets up. And then he goes on and proclaims the gospel again. And then after that, he goes to the next city and <laughs> preaches the gospel. Uh, you know, he says he goes to Lystra, Iconium, Antioch, strengthening the souls of disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith. This is incredible. This is spectacular. He's like almost dead, or they thought he was dead. You know, you know he takes a deep breath. And then with his exhale, he proclaims the gospel, you know, just like that. It's like as if, like, as if his only purpose in life was to proclaim the good news of Jesus. As if, you know, if, as long as God gives him breath, this is my mandate. Everyone must know until the day I actually do die. And, uh, you know, he goes off and he, you know, the strengthening of souls. I love that. I love that picture. He goes to these three regions and, you know, to, to the strengthen the souls of the disciples and encourage them to continue in the faith. Uh, and then he says this, it is through many tribulations. Can you say tribulations? I can you say it a little bit louder? <laughs> right. 
Uh, it is through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. Okay. Come on, guys. I, 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 just as anyone, I want to preach just the good stuff. You know, yes, Pastor Sam, that was awesome. You know, but let this sink in, guys. The strengthening of souls is going to cost us. You got to pray for your house church leaders. Right? Some of them feel like they're waking up in a stone pit. Right? You got to pray for them. You got to pray that God gives them breath. That God gives them Holy Spirit. You got to pray for our volunteers. You got to pray for our ministries. We, we, and I'm excited. I'm not apologetic at all. I was apologetic for like a week. And then, and then I said, no, I'm excited. (laughs) Because I know. After the encouraging message that uh, Bob Sorge and the weekend that we had just last weekend. Because I know it's going to, it's, you know. God is birthing something in our church. And I know that the birthing of this incredible, let's just call it a child or season, has to go through birthing pains. And so there's travail, there's struggle, there's, you know, we're we're pregnant, God has a plan, God has a vision, God given clearly through the leadership. And now if there's pains and it's excruciating, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's about right. The timing's just about right. And after this season of fasting and after this season of contending, man, God is going to do something beautiful in this church that for everyone who followed through, for everyone who stuck through, for everyone who condemned through, you're going to bear the fruits of it and, and it's going to be a shade, it's going to be a branch, it's going to be leaves, it's going to be like sipping you know, wind and sipping iced tea and man, God's going to bless you. The, the things that you sow in now, the things that you travail in now, the things that you struggle in now, I know is going to be for not only God's glory, but for your glory as well. God is going to bless you. And so uh, God raised up Paul because he said, you're not done yet. And the Lord speaks to you today. And he's going to raise you up because you're not done yet. You are not done yet. The Lord still has a purpose and a will. And he's the one who's going to strengthen you. He's the one that's going to be the fuel and the power behind everything you do. Amen? Can you guys, even if you don't believe it, can you say amen? Amen. Right? Believe it in faith. Right? Believe that God is going to meet you in this way. I absolutely believe it. I I, I totally believe it. It's going to take time and, you know, God's got to do some strategic movements and things like that. But I'm 1,000% optimistic. uh, And I'm excited for you because I know that every beautiful thing and every beautiful breakthrough always comes through a season of travail. And Solomon's Porch, we are certainly in a season of travail as we're coming out, closing out last year, uh, uh, coming into this year, closing out the fast. Uh, I believe that, beautiful, that God has beautiful things in store for you individually, but also for your church, and it's going to be exciting. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, let's bow our heads.